And back at her on a lovely Monday evening, my friend. Uh, phone lines already open, 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell, one 225 talk That number is absolutely toll-free. Your questions, your queries, your comments about your job, your severance, your boss, your workplace, bring it all on. We're here for the next hour uh, until about 10 to 8, answering all of your calls. Lots of stuff to get through tonight, uh, forced resignations, a bunch of emails, and, of course, uh, Lior, we always start with the week that was. How was it? Well, you know, it's uh, it's only Monday, and so the week just started. But, man, oh, man, what a busy day it's been so far, and certainly a very busy week last week. A lot of people that heard our show, either for the first time or are regular listeners, called me in the office or emailed me with questions about their rights, and, and that's great. Uh, it, it makes me happy to talk to people. It makes me happy that we're getting the message across that you could do th- things about your legal rights. So if you're listening to us right now and wondering what is this employment hour, well, we may as well call this show the, the Workplace Rights Hour or the <laughs> Workplace Problems Hour because that's what we do. We solve workplace problems. We talk about it. We explain to people what the law says, what your legal rights are in the workplace. So if you have a problem, a question, a concern, something's happened in the workplace, your boss did something, said something, something was taken away from you, you lost your job, you're worried about losing your job, call us right now. We're here till uh, 8 o'clock this evening uh, or just before that to talk about those rights. And, of course, if you want to just talk to me privately, if you don't want to call into the show, no problem. We'll give you my contact information throughout uh, the show today, and you can reach out to me at any point to talk uh, and chat uh, privately. And to get us all ready and warmed up, uh, give us a call, by the way, if you have questions. But to get us ready, let me talk about some things that I saw over the past few days. Uh, first situation involved uh, a person who uh, is kind of, uh, I guess, a victim of this whole changes to the minimum wage that we recently had. So uh, at, at uh, her workplace, uh, the, the minimum wage was, they, they were getting paid minimum wage. And when the minimum right. wage increased at the beginning of the year, she and her colleagues were bumped up to the $14 as per the new law. No problem. Except their employer said, well, this $14 an hour is going to be inclusive of your vacation pay. So we're not going to pay you vacation pay over that. It's going to be $14 inclusive of your vacation pay. Now, this didn't seem right for good reason to this person. And and she uh, followed up with her employer and said, I don't think that's right. She even showed something from the Ministry of Labor that said that you can't do that. And after pushing and pushing, guess what? She gets fired. Company yeah. says, uh, you, you're, you're, you're bothering us. We're going to let you go. And, of course, very upset. She calls me, and she wants to know, can they do this? What gives? Were they right? Am I right? Should they have fired me? Well, let's start, first of all, with this whole minimum wage and vacation pay issue. Uh, Minimum wage is not inclusive of vacation pay. Vacation pay is on top of that. It's it's at least another 4% that the company has to pay. They can't say that it's inclusive. So that's nonsense right off the bat. Now, because she was trying to enforce her legal rights, she gets fired. No, she can't get fired for enforcing her legal rights. That's what we call a reprisal. So the fact that she's calling her employer on their illegal conduct does not give the company the right to let her go. That's completely, completely, completely illegal. So uh, employees should know that they have this dome of protection around them. They cannot be fired, penalized, or in any way if all they're doing is trying to enforce their legal rights. So not only is this person owed vacation pay, not only is this person owed full severance, they're also potentially owed additional damages because the company fired them in that situation. So never be afraid to pursue your legal rights. That's the lesson here, John. Again, uh, that number, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. We'll get to one more quickly, and then we'll move on to our phone lines. What else you got going on, pal? 
Well, John, uh, I spoke with a gentleman who found himself in a very difficult situation. He was told that his position is being uh, eliminated, and he was, he was told that that uh, they're eliminating his position. They're going to try to find him another position, maybe, maybe not. But in the meantime, they wanted him to train his replacement. So they brought someone in and said, you know, in the meantime, we want you to train this person. Maybe we'll find a job for you, maybe, maybe not. Now, this person was in a very senior position. He was a, a controller of a company. And it was a horrible situation. He called me saying, do I have to do this? It's embarrassing. Every person in the workplace knows that I'm kind of a, a, a lame duck, so to speak, uh, that I'm being let go. I have to train my replacement. Do I actually have to go through with this? So, John, this is a terrible thing for a company to do. Of course, this is embarrassing for him. This is putting him in a situation where it's very uncomfortable, very unpleasant, embarrassing to go to work. And because of that, he doesn't have to do it. Uh, they, they can't make them. What they've done now is they've created a constructive dismissal situation. They created a work environment, a work situation that makes it difficult to continue working because they have he has to train his replacement. So he can now leave, not have to suffer through this uncomfortable situation, and get his severance. So this is a, a specific situation, but the broader lesson is if your employer does something to create an uncomfortable, uncomfortable work environment, a poisoned, toxic work environment, they put you in an awkward situation where it's really not reasonable to continue working, you have recourse. You don't have to take it. You don't have to suffer. Uh, you do have a right to a, a proper, comfortable, and supportive work environment. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell, 1-888-225-TALK is the number to get a hold of tonight. Larry, good evening. How are you? Not too bad. How are you guys? Good, pal. What's going on with you? Um, so I started working at this company, and they're, uh, it's a trucking company. Okay, and they, they say that they're federally regulated, so therefore they don't have to pay me overtime until sixty hours. I'm not now, sure if that's true or not. Now, Larry, do you do you drive across uh, provincial lines? No. D- does the company generally have? Uh, is a company that drives across provincial lines? Yes, it is. Okay, so if that's generally what they do, they are federally regulated, and yes, the standards there for truck drivers, believe it or not, is high like that. So, so yes, it is going to be at the 60-hour mark, unfortunately, uh, before overtime kicks in there. That is very unfortunate. It is unfortunate, <laughs> and, and, and it's, it's very, very different for any other employee. Truck drivers, unfortunately, uh, right or wrong, I'm not going to comment, uh, but are, are treated differently when it comes to overtime and hours of work. Okay, my father though he also he does the same thing I do, but he doesn't get any overtime for the company oh. he's working at. Oh, okay. Is he provincially or federally regulated? Um, I think he's also federally regulated, but he's not getting any overtime at all. Well, then obviously that's that's wrong. So so what he can do is uh, he can give me a call or or go to the uh, the federal labor board. Uh, and file a complaint there because, yeah, if, if he's a truck driver and if he's an employee, not an independent contractor, yeah, of course they got to pay him overtime. Yeah, that's what I thought. He keeps fighting me on it. <laughs> well, I'll, then, I'll then have, have him give me a shout and I can help him out. Or, again, he, for, for overtime issues, he can go to the labor board, sure. All right. Well, thank you very much, guys. Thank you. Appreciate that, Larry. Just uh, as you move on there, the number one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. That will uh, put you in touch with Lior and his team. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. For you to call in tonight, you got to around ten to eight as we uh, carry on here. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on cell and toll free. It'll be one triple eight two two five talk. Got uh, Mike on the line. Hey, Mike, how are you? 
Hey, good. Um, I just have a question regarding my, uh, it's actually regarding my mom. She's been working for a pretty large uh, company in the greater Toronto area for 15 years. And they put her on, you know, uh, day shift, night shift and all that stuff. And, and she's been fine with that. But in starting April 1st, they told everyone that they're going to have to start working two days a week, 12 hours a day, then off two days, then again, 12, 12, 12, three days in a row, then off. She's not going to know whether she's working on the weekends or not. And this is kind of very, very strange. And we, you know, no. she just wants to know if that's constructive dismissal or not. Now, Mike, am I right in saying that this would be a significant change to the way they've been doing things with her in the past? Um, I mean, in my opinion, it would be. I mean, but she's been working Monday to Friday for the last 15 years with the optional Saturdays, uh, either eight hours during the day or eight hours at night or eight hours during the right. afternoon. And now well, then I agree with you. Hours, yeah. Yeah, no, this would be a significant change. And because it's a significant change, yeah, it absolutely could be a constructive dismissal. I mean, to to change the hours of shifts this way is probably one of the most common and obvious constructive dismissal uh, situations. Now, how long has your mom been there? 15 years. 15 years, and then how old is your mom? She's 51. So she could easily be looking at a year's severance here if she decides to pursue this. So, uh, you know, what she doesn't want to do is she doesn't want to be working these new shifts for too long because then she's going to be considered to have accepted it. And once she's accepted it, then she's, she's stuck. At that point, she can't say, well, they, wait a second, that's a constructive dismissal. So there's a small yeah. window here. So if they're impl- implementing this now, she needs to go on the record saying, no, this is not okay with me. This is a big deal. This is a change. Uh, and if they still implement it, she needs to decide whether she wants to pursue this as a constructive dismissal. But she she can't take long time to to make that decision. She needs to make the decision pretty much right away. Well, they're implementing it April first, and on top of that, she's saying that like it's taking a real toll on her health because this is just. I mean, as a 51 year old woman, I'm sure you can imagine that this is like too much. You know. It's- well, but okay. Well, that that that's a good point then. So one way to potentially deal with this is why, don't she, why doesn't she go to her doctor? And if, in fact, it does impact her health and her doctor agrees, have her doctor provide a, a note, a letter, saying for medical reasons this is not something she should do and she can't work those types of hours. And, again, I'm not a doctor, but if the doctor says that that's the case, yeah, they have to accommodate. And if they don't accommodate, not only is it still a constructive dismissal, it's also a human rights violation. So that actually may make them back off if she gets them something from a doctor. So I think that's a good first step. And if that works, amazing, then problem solved. If it doesn't work, have her give me a call. Okay, well, thanks. Thank you, Mike. Again, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Help at employmenthour.com is email. Again, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. And bouncing over to uh, to Paul. Hey, Paul. Good evening. How are you? I'm very well. How are you doing? Good, man. What's uh, what's your concern? Okay, uh, I work in a plant for the most part. I'm a uh, machine operator, and I have an assistant. So my assistant below me, uh, pay-wise and so on and so forth. Um, about a month ago or so, my foreman had to leave uh, for uh, medical reasons, and they asked me to temporarily fill in his position, which I've done in, uh, previously as well. So I've taken over his position. Now he's supposed to be going back in about a month or two, and now there's a discussion of bringing, putting me back on my uh, original piece of equipment I need to operate but possibly bumping me back as an assistant. So I'm wondering if I could take that as constructive dismissal. So uh, this would be a lower-level position, is that right? 
Yes, that's correct. Lower pay as well? Um, when they've done this in the past, they've given guys letters saying they're not going to change their pay, and then usually within a month or so they do. They drop their pay significantly, huh. like 5 $6 an hour. Oh, that, that's, that's a big deal. But in terms of uh, responsibility, presumably this is a, a, a position. Right now you have a supervisory position, and this would be a non-supervisory position, right? Correct, yes. So, so yeah, that's a demotion, obviously, even if the pay is the same. If you're a manager or a supervisor and you become a non-manager, non-supervisor, yeah, that is a big deal. Uh, that's a demotion. And, yeah, that could easily be a constructive dismissal. Uh, Paul, how long have you been there? I've, the company bought out a company I used to work for. My seniority is 27 years. Wow. Wow. Well, you know, someone in your situation, supervisor, yeah, could easily be looking at as much as two years' pay here. So there's a lot at stake. I think if they're gonna if they're gonna bump you down or or threaten to bump you down, what have you, put it in writing. You know that no, this is not okay. You're not agreeing to it. If they do it anyway, then you have a choice to make whether you're gonna accept it or whether or not you're gonna treat that as a constructive dismissal. The problem, by the way, with accepting it is that you potentially give them the right to do it again in the future, maybe bump you down even more. So I, I certainly wouldn't recommend that. Uh, put your position in writing, and if uh, if they still do it, and they say, even if the pay is the same, Paul, you have a right to, to treat this as a constructive dismissal. Of course, before you quit or do anything, you really have to talk to me. Okay. Uh, now, just, just so we're clear, typically my position is the machine operator, and I understood when I was going into the office as, as a manager, that it was going to be temporary. So I'm okay with that, and I don't mind going back to my original job. I just don't want to go below that. Yeah, no, exactly. And, and that, that is because it's, it's even below that, it's, it's such a big change and it's a demotion, then, yeah, it would be a constructive dismissal. So, again, put your position in writing. You know, there shouldn't be any question that you're not cool with that, that you don't agree with it. Uh, okay. And then uh, if they still do it, then, yeah, let's talk constructive dismissal. Fabulous. Thanks, Paulie. We're going to give you that number again, 1-855-821-5900, help at employmenthour.com. We'll get to the severance pay calculator, talk force resignations, and, of course, your phone calls. Lots more coming up. Those phone lines wide open, 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell, and one 225 talk toll-free, just that simple. Lots more Employment Hour coming up. This is Global News Radio. And at 726, you got to around 10 to 8 to call through with your questions, your comments, queries. Bring them on here to answer Lior every week at uh, Monday night, Wednesday night, the weekend shows. And, of course, Employment Hour in 30 happens on Global TV Saturday mornings at 10. If you haven't seen that show on the old television, you should uh, have a look at that for sure. Back to the phone calls is where we go. Top priority. Anna, you're next up. How are you? Good. How about you? Good. What's going on with you? Uh, well, it's not with me. It's my sister-in-law, and she called me uh, yesterday to say that March 6th, she was called in. She works for a fairly large bank, um, and uh, she worked inside administratively, and uh, she's been there for 18 years. They emailed her to say she was invited to a meeting, had no idea what kind of a meeting it was, and it was to let her go, and there were four others that were let go. And they didn't offer them positions anywhere else. And she's an excellent employee. And I'm not saying that because she's my sister-in-law, but she said, you know, I've got great reviews. They tell me what a great employee I am. She was in shock, absolute shock. Now, uh, did they offer her any severance, Anna? I think they offered her a severance. I mean, she was pretty... She was pretty upset when she was talking to me, but I said, you got severance, and she said, oh, yeah, 
And I said, well, what was it? And she said, well, I think it's pretty good. And I said, well, maybe you should check to make sure it's good. So, so obviously your, your sister is upset because she feels that the rug has been pulled uh, out from under her. She didn't see it coming. She was a good employee. All of a sudden, out of the blue, she thinks it's a day like any other and she gets fired. Uh, so obviously that's not cool and, and that's not the best way to do things at all. But from a legal standpoint, the company or the bank is allowed to do this. They are allowed to let her go, even, even if she's a senior employee and a, and a very good employee, so long as they pay severance. So again, ethically, morally, we, we'll put that aside for a second. We'll just focus on the legalities of it. They're allowed to let her go in that way. It's a question of severance. Now, if she's uh-huh. been there for 18 years, how, how old is your, your sister? She'd be, um, uh, she'd be about... 55, I think. Yeah, 55. And do you know what kind of a position she had? Senior position, not so senior? Well, uh, I know that she was working in insurance with me, and she did she did uh, insurance work there, new applications, and I think she's doing somewhere along the same lines. I'm sorry, I don't know exactly what sure. her job So, again, I, I don't have all the information, but probably right around 15, 16 months pay in that range is what she, she would be owed. Um, and again, it has to include all components of her compensation. It's really all about the severance at this point, as you know, as cruel as this may seem, uh, it's about the severance. So what I would suggest, Anna, is have her give me a call. She needs to have her eyes, do- uh, eyes dotted and T's crossed just to make sure that she got everything that she is owed. Uh, you know, probably 15, 16 months easily is what she'd be looking at. Uh, happy to take a look at, at what they've offered her to make sure that it's fine, that there's nothing that she's leaving on the table. Uh, but that's what she'd be owed, Anna. Okay, and how does she get a hold of uh, you? That number, Anna, right here, 1-855-821-5900. Again, 1-855. Yeah, you got a pen? I'm driving, so I, yeah, I I can look like that. Yeah, just keep listening to the show over the next half hour. We'll repeat it several times anyway. Uh, 1-855-821-5900 is that number, or simply help at employmenthour.com. There is a very high probability, Leora, that even though it's a bank, she didn't get her full severance or what it should be. We know that. By right. the way, it's something interesting because, I don't know, maybe there's something going on at the banks I'm not aware of, but over the past week, I've spoken with quite a few people, at least half a dozen in the last week alone, that have been let go from various banks. Uh, and, and, yeah, you know, don't ever, ever assume that just because it's a big company, it doesn't, doesn't have to be a bank, any large company, mm-hmm. that your severance offer is fair. More often than not, big, small, medium-sized companies, your offer often is still inadequate. You have to get it checked out, especially when we're talking about something like you know, an 18, 15, 16-month severance. It's a lot of money. You want to make sure you get everything that you're owed. You only have one chance to get that right. Yeah, well, banks aren't making any money, so that's why they're letting people go. <laughs> it is a it is tough time. Really have to tighten our belt. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Tongue planted firmly in cheek. Uh, John, how are you? Good evening. Hey, uh, guys. How's it going? Good, pal. What's up? Good. So I'm going to try to keep this short. Ultimately, uh, Lior, it's a question of wrongful dismissal, uh, some intimidation maybe, and time frame for recourse for me on this company. So... I used to work for, I still work for fairly high profile companies in Ontario. Uh, the one I originally worked for, this was about seven years ago. I was working promoted in one part of Ontario, uh, doing my job, recurrent testing once a year, they said, didn't meet the testing standard, but really no clear definition of what was wrong. It's, the things they brought up were not necessarily right as something that I would know or could be tested on. Ultimately, dropped down a level, 
uh, working at that level, retested again. They didn't like that. They said there was no longer a position available for me at this place I was working. They offered me uh, the option of two places in the opposite end of Ontario, quite literally the opposite end of Ontario. I responded to say that I was weighing out options, uh, and then within, I don't know exactly the time frames, but the time frames might have been, say, three to four months. It's hard to remember. I'd have to look. I got a, came back from a vacation, got a piece of registered mail that said I was terminated. I didn't follow up aggressively in any way with this entity because they are quite, or they were, they are quite powerful, and names can be smeared terribly, like blacklisted. Uh, it, like I said, it's been seven years. Yeah. I don't know if you can comment on rights and well, wrong. I don't know if it's too vague. Right well, vague I mean, it, it is it is vague, but but not not so vague that I can't deal with it. Uh, first of all, you, you are out of time. There's a two-year limitation period, uh, so ultimately you can't pursue it. But generally speaking, yes. If they terminated your employment in that situation, yeah, they would have owed you severance, not even a question. It's not like you did something wrong. It's not like you stole or beat someone up or did anything like that. So, no. you know, they, they've established certain categories or requirements for the job. Even if it's legitimate that you didn't meet those, they, they, they can. They are allowed to let you go, but they'd have to pay you severance. How long did you work there for? Oh, I was with them for six years. And then actually within a year of letting me go, they hired people at that level I was at when they let me go at this location. Yeah, yeah I mean, you know, even if the decision wasn't, you know, kosher, so to speak, ultimately they can make that decision as long as they pay you severance. And, you know, depending on number of factors, it could have been six, eight, even nine months of pay that they would have owed you. Um, but, you know, unfortunately, because you're, you're out of time, because it's a two-year limitation period, not much can be done about that. But, you know, you mentioned the whole idea of, of you know, going up against the company and having your name smeared. I've been doing this for 15 years, and I really haven't seen that happen. When it comes to employment disputes, it's not complicated. It's oftentimes not even particularly, you know, litigious or confrontational. These are straightforward matters. Oftentimes, we can resolve it with a letter of two or, or, or two. So I don't want you know you generally or anyone listening to us right now to be concerned about. Wait a second, if I if I'm owed compensation and I uh, I challenge my company for not paying to me, my name is going to be blacklisted. I'm not saying that's impossible, but I am saying I actually have not seen that happen. So I think the likelihood of that happening is very small. In your specific situation, John, you are uh, out of time from pursuing this. Yeah. Okay. I appreciate that input a lot. I've thought about it for years. Yeah. No well, problem. There you go. That's why. That's why you call the show, right? Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on cell, and one triple eight two two five talk. That number is toll free. Talk to me uh, briefly about the severance pay calculator. So you know you've already heard me a couple times uh, on the show today. Ask people some questions about the length of their employment, their age, their position. The reason I did that is because I wanted to provide them with an assessment of how much severance they're actually owed if they lost their job. And those are the main factors, age, position, and length of employment. Well, you know, unfortunately, despite my best efforts, we're not on the radio 24-7. Maybe one day we will be, but not yet. But you may have questions. You may be let go, and you may want to find out what you're owed when we're not on the air or when I'm not in the office. So what do you do? Easy, easy, easy. You go to severancepaycalculator.com. Again, you go to severancepaycalculator.com. And you answer those three questions, age, position, and length of employment, and you find out how much you're owed. It's simple. It's easy. It takes moments. 
And it's, of course, anonymous and free. You don't have to put in your name, the company's name, any of that. It's just there for your information. So if your neighbor or brother-in-law or yourself have been let go looking at that severance offer, and you look, wait a second, they offered me four months of severance. Is that right? SeverancePayCalculator.com is going to answer that question in seconds. You'll know whether it's right or not. And spoiler alert, it's probably not right yeah. because over 90% of people are offered a lot less than their own, and that's why I created the Severance Calculator. Always make it the very first place you go to. Don't ever, ever, ever sign off on a severance offer. It doesn't matter how good or appropriate you think it is. You go to severancepaycalculator.com, you call me, you can contact me if you want directly from the severance calculator. Use that, you'll be glad that you did. And sometime this summer, we're going to breach the uh, half a million mark as far as users are concerned. Half a million people have used that calculator to find out the truth, right? Is that insane? You know, yeah. an idea that I had one day in, sitting in my office, and now close to half a million people have used it. Very, very uh, happy, very proud of that. And like I said, if you're not one of them, please check it out. Even if you're just curious, even if you right. want to know, hey, what what would I be owed if if the the bad thing that I don't want to happen if it did happen, what I would I be what would I be owed again? SeverancePayCalculator.com. Phone lines open, 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell, one 225 talk That number's toll-free till around 10 to 8. We, uh, we continue on here. Let's talk a little bit about forced vaccinations, as I mentioned earlier. Situations where an employee is given no choice uh, but to resign. But first of all, though, what is a real resignation, and does one get severance if he resigns? Yeah, and you know, this idea of, of forced resignation is actually an, an absurdity. It doesn't exist. There's no such thing. Right. as a forced resignation. If a resignation is forced, then, well, it's not a resignation. It becomes a termination. Why? Because a resignation, by definition, is something that someone does voluntarily and unilaterally. So if you decide on your own, without any pressure, to leave for, for your own reasons, and no one's pushing you, you don't feel that you have to, you just do it because you want to, yeah, that is a resignation. And with a regular resignation, you don't get severance. On the other hand, if someone forces you, you have to resign or else, or they put you in a situation where you feel like you don't have a choice, or you're essentially forced into it, well, then it's not a resignation. If you're forced, it's a termination. If someone tells you you have to, or you've been put in a situation where you feel like you have to, that is not a termination. Sorry, that's not a resignation. That is a termination, and you get severance. So it's not enough to say, I resigned. That doesn't make it a resignation. It's only a resignation if you did it completely voluntarily, you did it unilaterally for your own reasons, not because someone else made you do it. So what happens if an employee is told that, resign or else by their uh, you know, superiors or the boss? What do you do then? Well, first the thing you do is you say thanks, but no thanks. And, mm -hmm. and some people think that somehow it's better to resign than to be let go. No, it's not. Uh, I actually spoke with a gentleman today that, that uh, resigned because he felt that was better. No, that's not the case. So if your employer tells you, uh, you know, resign or else, you're going to say, no, I'll take the or else, thank you very much. <laughs> and if the company then says, okay, then we're letting you go, great, then, then you're let go. Uh, and you get severance and, and you don't have to worry about it. If you do resign, despite what I just said, and the company says to you, resign or else, and you say, fine, I'll resign, then please, please, please at least follow up with an email saying that I only resigned because you told me resign or else. You don't want it later on for the company to say, well, what do you want from us? You just came to us and said you wanted to resign. We're not going to owe you any severance. 
You want there to be some sort of a record that you resigned because the company told you that you had to, because in that situation, you get severance. And this whole discussion we're having, John, it's really about the issue of severance. It's a question of, do you get severance or do you not? Because again, with a regular and a real resignation, no, you don't get severance. But if you resign because you have to or because you've been told resign or else, yeah, you get your full severance, just like with any other termination. 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell, as well, one 225 talk That number's toll-free, still got some time to call in. You got questions about this topic or anything else. When it comes to your employment, lay them on. You can uh, get them on the air, ask your questions, have them answered, and uh, and walk away with a smile on your face indeed. You know, I, I think, what's the reason people do that? They feel like that gentleman that, that called you said, you know, I thought it was better to resign. Is it a matter of saving face? They don't want to have that thing that says fired on their record? Is that what it is? Am I all that, resigned that sounds a, better? Yeah, it's exactly that. John, it's it's a big part of it. People think there's, first of all, they think there's some sort of a record, that there's some sort of a database or something that's been kept, whether you've been fired or not. No, it doesn't exist. You know, there's a document called the record of employment, and people think, well, record of employment means there's a record. No, that document is only there for one purpose and one purpose only, to qualify for EI. And if you've been let go, then you get EI, unless you did something horrendous, and, 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 and in which case, of course, you won't get it. But other than that, there's really no record. Uh, and why would you resign and give up your rights to severance if the company wants you not to be there? If the company doesn't want you to be there anymore, okay, that's their right, but they have to pay you severance. And why would you then essentially say, hey, I know you don't want me there, but don't worry about it, company. I'm cool. I'm just going to leave without severance. You shouldn't do that. There is no reason to say, oh, I resigned because I didn't want to be fired. If the company's going to let you go, it is what it is. Let them do it. Get your severance and move on uh, rather than you resign. If they they have been forced, how do they prove it? Yeah, and and, and that is a concern. It really is. I've had a number of situations over the years, including recently, where I I, I got a call by a person uh, that was, according to what they told me, they they were given this ultimatum, you have to resign, we're going to let you go, and they resigned. And then the company said, no, we never said that. No, he just resigned. So I don't like that. I don't like a he said, she said scenario. So number one, don't resign, okay, if you're in that situation. But if you're going to, again, send that email. It's as simple as sending an email. It'll take you 10 seconds to say, just so you know, I only resigned because you told me I had to. And then hit the send button. That's all you got to do. Because once you have that there, the company can't ignore it. If they say, uh, no, no, that's not what we did. Then you can respond, great, then I'm coming back to work. See you Monday, right? <laughs> uh, and if they don't respond, then it's the same as if they've accepted it. So the worst thing that you can do is resign, not say anything, and then later on have to fight the company as to whether it was a real resignation or not. So right. if you resign because you felt you didn't have a choice, put that in an email. Send an email. But what are they going to do to you? You've already resigned. Are they going to send someone to beat you up? No, it's not going to happen. So don't be afraid of that. Send that email. Tell them that you only resigned because they told you you had no choice. So if an employee resigns because something happened in the workplace made it, say, difficult to continue working, what happens in that situation if they resign because of that? Right. So that, that could be a constructive dismissal. We were chatting a bit about that earlier in the show. And if you're resigning not because you want to, but because something's happened in the workplace, a situation's yeah. happened, you know, it's an uncomfortable situation, maybe it's a poison work environment, or maybe you feel uncomfortable because the terms of your employment have changed, and that's why you leave, well, that could be a constructive dismissal, which, again, in the eyes of the law, is the same as a termination, 
which means you get severance. So that's very important to understand. If you resign because of something that the company did, they didn't tell you you had to resign, but they did something that, cr- that creates a very difficult environment to continue working. That means you're not really res- resigning voluntarily. You're resigning because of the situation that's been created. That is also not a real resignation. That is a termination. But I would want you to do the same thing. If you resign because of it, put that in writing. When you do your letter of resignation, don't just say, I'm resigning and I wish everyone the best. Mm-hmm. Say, here's why I'm resigning. I'm resigning because this and this happened, because this environment situation or because you reduced my pay or what have you. Put that in writing. That's going to make it much, much easier to pursue it as a constructive dismissal. How much time they got to take it back? Yeah, if you're going to – oftentimes we see people resigning kind of in the heat of the moment. And, you know, you know, the boss told me that I uh, did a, a crappy job and I was so upset that I, I kind of threw my tools down and, and left. And I said, yeah. I'm not coming back here. And you get home and you realize, oh, what the heck did I just do? Uh, I got a family to support. I can't just be out of here. Uh, and you want to take it back. Well, the law allows you to take back in, in the heat of the moment resignation. Usually you'd have to do it within a day, couple of days at most to take it back. And if you take it back and you do that in writing, and if the company says, well, no, we're not going to let you take it back, at that point, it becomes a termination. Even though you resigned, once you realize you did, you take it back. Yes, you have a small window if you do it in the heat of the moment to take back your resignation. And if the company won't accept it, if the company won't take you back to work, that becomes a termination. Got a couple minutes left. If you want to squeak in a, a quick phone call, do so. 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell, one 225 talk toll free. This is the time to do that. We'll uh, go over the email. By the way, it's help at employmenthour.com. Anytime Beth wrote us in, says, uh, my husband works in construction. He has never been laid off in 10 years, but his employer just gave him a notice of layoff, saying he may be called back to work in May. What can he do? Yeah, well, you know, John, this is a situation, first of all, a lot of people believe that if you're in construction, it's the Wild West, you don't have the same rights, you don't have the same rights as other employees, certainly when it comes to compensation and severance. So let's right off the bat get rid of that misconception. If you're working in construction, you do get severance, by the way. You get the same severance, in fact, as everyone else based on your age, your position, and the length of your employment. So right off the bat, let's make that clear. There's also not an automatic right to lay someone off temporarily, construction or otherwise. If, if this person for 10 years has not been laid off temporarily and now all of a sudden they're being laid off, that is a termination or a constructive dismissal. It means that this person has a choice. They can accept that layoff and say, okay, I'll wait at home and hopefully you'll call me back in May. Or they can say, no, I'm not going to accept that. I'm going to treat that as a termination and get my severance from you right now. So construction, not construction, doesn't matter, office, plant, any position. If you've been laid off temporarily, it's the first time, there's no history of doing that, the company actually does not have the right to do it. You can treat that as a termination. If you've been laid off temporarily, you really, really have to give me a call. And that number, by the way, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Brian says, I worked for a company for three years in sales position, selling windows and doors. I was just let go. They considered me to be an independent contractor. I worked exclusively for them full time, but I did not have an office and I paid my own taxes. Am I entitled to severance? Well, Johnny, what do you think? Do you think he's an independent contractor? Nope. Nope. No. 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 <laughs> no. no, 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 no. Well, no, not even close, obviously. No. If, you, if you work for a company full-time exclusively for a number of years, etc. It doesn't matter who pays your taxes. It doesn't matter 
whether you get a T4, the law is going to consider you to be an employee. Again, substance over form. So, yeah, if he's an employee, then he has the rights of an employee, both in terms of severance and in terms of you know overtime, vacation, etc. Uh, this is not unusual for salespeople where they're misclassified as independent contractors when they're really not independent contractor. It's it's you know I, I was speaking uh, earlier today with a tow truck driver who has worked for a company for ten years and quote unquote as an independent contractor, even though he works seven days a week, believe it or not. Huh. Obviously, he's not. So that's a very, very common situation. People get misclassified. Again, if you work for a company exclusively, you're almost always going to be considered to be an employee, which comes with a whole slew of rights. We'll squeeze in uh, one more quick email for you here, pal. Melissa basically signed a severance offer, said uh, they had to or they wouldn't give her anything. Just use a calculator, said she's owed 35 grand more. What does she do? Uh, I really hate emails like that, and unfortunately, I get them uh, more than I would like to. Uh, there's not much you can usually do once you've accepted that severance offer. Even if you realize that you're owed 35 or 305,000, not much that you can do. That's why you cannot accept a severance offer yeah. without getting advice. Doesn't matter what it is. Doesn't matter what pressure you feel. Doesn't matter how worried or how good you think it is. You cannot accept it. Call me. Go to severancepaycalculator.com. Once you sign that piece of paper, you're stuck. You're done. You can't do anything about it. We will do this all again Wednesday at 7 o'clock. Of course, the weekend shows, and if you haven't caught it yet, we've been on for uh, for several months now. It is Employment Hour in 30. That happens Global TV Saturdays at 10 a.m. Yeah, that's the number, one 821 5900 to get a hold of Lior, the rest of the firm. Help at employmenthour.com, and always, 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 always check severancepaycalculator.com as well. Till next time, the Employment Hour, because it's Global News Radio.